Hey, can I borrow your odorant? Yeah, I get uh, smelly garbage or old dumpster. You get the uh, low tide? No. How about wet dog? Yep, stick it up. Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Everybody, and welcome to episode 139 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Dickens, here with Mr. Brian Galloway. Brian, how you doing, sir? Oh, la, la. Oh, well. King in the castle, king in the castle. Have a chair, I have a chair. Yeah. Oh, go do this, go <laughs> Evan, do this. how are you? King in the castle. <laughs> I am, I'm doing well, thanks. I'm uh, hanging in there, and uh, just, it's... Uh, you know, just hanging in there. Hello, Spoonies. How's everybody doing today? You always throw me off some way or another. <laughs> and somehow I recover. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, today, we're not going to talk about uh, whatever that was. We're going to talk about <laughs> park hopping. So, you know, back on the topic of, you know, Disney parks and, you know, you could call this you know, Disneyland or Walt Disney World. I mean, primarily Walt Disney World is where you see it the most because they have the four parks. But park hopping, you know, this is a big question that we get asked a lot, Brian, and we see asked of Disney fans and Walt Disney World goers. Is park hopping worth it? Do you park hop? Do you not park hop? What are the pluses, minuses, pros, cons, all that stuff of park hopping? You know, recently enough, there's been this rule come out with the park reservation system and COVID and stuff like that, that you can park hop, but it has to be after 2 p.m. Does that change the equation? Equation? Does it make it less worth it? Uh, is it better overall? So all of that stuff we want to cover for you today. So, Brian, you know, you kind of came up with this idea here, but I think it's a good topic and it's one that everybody talks about. No, it is. And, and so I'll, I'm going to start really quickly just to get something out of out of before you even have to worry about talking about it. it's okay so we're talking about Walt Disney World because I'm saying with Disneyland I think park hopping is almost a necessity because they're so close to each other um, that is one where interesting I okay. see that it is almost a necessity like like my, my feeling it, it's so close I know you haven't been there but it's so close from one entrance to the other it, it you can't I mean, right. Uh, yeah, I've seen videos. You know, you could just you walk. You could throw something that close. Yeah. It's, it's that for you know I me. Mean? So you could throw something from one to the other. It's that close. And if you want to go back and forth, it's totally worth it. So in, it's basically like one giant park with a small entrance in between. So yeah. that's that's the way I look at it. So if we're talking about Disneyland, I don't think there's any thought in my mind that it's totally worth it for you to do that. Um, so what what about for first timers, though? Like for me, when I go, I don't know if I would get a park hopper because I want to you know, do everything I can in each of the parks. Maybe I would do one Disneyland, one California Adventure, then a park hopper day or something. You yeah, know? it really, I think you see the cool thing about it is there based on crowds, you might mm. go to, let's say, let's say you go to Disneyland and you're, and you're walking around and there's a little crowded. You say, you know what? I'm going to go over to California Adventure right now, hit some stuff over there and then come back here later and it's going to be less crowded. And you can do that because they're that close. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and, and that's so a good point. I, I think I found myself really enjoying the hopping part of it there because it was almost like you're walking from one side of Epcot to another. I mean, it's, it was – right. you don't believe how, how quickly you get from one to another. It's amazing. And the only place in Walt Disney World is Hollywood Studios and Epcot, and that's far. It, but it, it's walkable. And it's, it's made long walk. to walk, it's but it's walk, a long yeah. walk in between them. And really, it's only beneficial if you're staying at one of those, you know, beach yacht, boardwalk, or Swan Dolphin resorts. Correct. But okay. you can't even get that. You know, you couldn't say, hey, Disney, I want to purchase a Epcot and Hollywood Studios park hopper. No, you just purchase a park hopper. So they don't have it to where you can do anything else besides that. And it's a little bit pricey to add it on. So, yeah, yeah I, I Walt think, Disney World uh, yeah. for sure. So no, so Disneyland. We're, we're, we don't. We won't go into talking about that because because I, I think that's almost a 
a a no brainer. You know, and and uh, I I most of the people I do talk to feel that that's the way to go. Now, if for some reason you are going to just stay in one park and you're going to eat there and spend the whole day, yeah, it's probably not that bad. But I really yeah. think that you can play it like a, a dual park and be mm-hmm. able to tour both of them. Um, it, again, it's not it, – we'll talk about – the other thing about park hopping that I don't like is that, that getting from one to another because it's not easy. But there, it's a no-brainer. Evan, it's so close you can't believe it. Good stuff. I mean, that's good to know. It's good to think about, especially for me, who's not a Disneyland veteran. So something to consider one day in the future when I uh, yes. book a trip there. When so, go, or when we go, yes. Uh, yeah, we need to. We need to get out there. Maybe maybe D23. That would be awesome. So anyways, park hopping at the world. And, you know, before I was, you know, doing annual pass holder stuff or when we were our, you know, pass holders I would sometimes purchase Disney World park hopper tickets in addition to regular park days. I've not done it the last several years, but I would every now and then. And, you know, me personally, before we kind of go into the the facts of maybe the pluses and minuses, just for me and my family, it just didn't make sense. Uh did I enjoy it when I had it? Mm, that's that's tough. It's been a while. The parks are totally different now than when I had it, when I purchased them. And I don't know. I think as an annual pass holder, I appreciated it because I didn't feel as if I had to add this big old lump sum of money to justify my park hopping or that I was wasting something here or there because I had access to the parks for a year, right? So I I think it's a different conversation when you talk about pass holder park hopping, but with the regular ticket, I, I just didn't see the, the justification of doing it. So me personally, my opinion, I I don't see value in it, but maybe we talk about the pros and cons overall. So what what are some of your opinions starting off? Well, I'll tell you as a family and you know how I've dealt with my family and our family trips, we never park hop because it, it, we, we tried it. It just, it, it just, there was, there was things that kind of really didn't work, but the extra cost to me was not worth it. I'd rather take that money and put it someplace else at a nicer dinner or, or, or some kind of a tour or something like that. So we, we just, we, we never really found a situation where we really needed to, cause we planned ourselves very well. Now, again, we're a person, we were a family that, you know, Hey, planning your destination park for the day was kind of what we did. So that's why when I, I never had a problem with this whole, you have to pick your your park because that's kind of what we did anyway. So we would plan, we would plan where we're going to go, we're going to plan where we're going to eat. We planned our rides based on based on that choice. So that's how we did things. So for us to hop, no, it's not it, it's not really helpful. When I you know when I have an annual pass or I'm by myself, different story. It's not that bad. You know it can be done. I have to also, I also say I'm not always sold on the value. Um, and, and that's the thing. So, so my two big things, Evan, are this one is getting from one park to another is not easy. And my time on a trip is very valuable. So if I have to spend an hour getting from animal kingdom to magic kingdom, and again, sometimes it's less, but you could take that long. It's not worth it to me an hour of my vacation to to spend in a mm. in a, another bus or another um, some kind of transportation to get back and forth. So no, going through going through security two times in the same day. Why? I don't. You know, it's another waste of my time, a waste of effort. So I don't like that part of it. Besides the cost, I think there's a cost of my time, and I, I'm I'm very. That's very important to me. My my time on my vacation is important, and when I have to waste an hour doing something that, in really and truly, I don't need, it doesn't, it gives me it gives me no value. I, I don't. I have to really think seriously about it. Great points. I mean, all things to consider when contemplating park hopping or not, especially for your family. I mean, just your, like you said, your opinion is. Hey, let's, you know, especially with the family, your size, that's not only is an additional cost, but it is a lot of logistics to, to do something like that. And, you know, I, I just don't know if, if it's, 
if it's worth it, you know, or not. I, I just, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the pros and cons. I have a, I have some pros and cons on my list here and, you know, you do as well. So let's start with the pros of park hopping. Okay. Oh. I mean, the obvious one, visit multiple parks in one day, right? That's the, that's the catchphrase. That's the advertising slogan. That's their attention grabber. That's the purpose of doing park hopper, right? You go to multiple parks in one day, but then you have to consider some of the cons in that, but the pluses can be several things. So, you know, a note that I wrote down is a possible plus that you may want to do this would be like dinner or breakfast in another park, right? I think of something like an event, Brian, like a candlelight processional at Epcot, you know, say you're at Magic Kingdom yes. for the day, then yes. you want to go there for candlelight processional or something along the lines of that. You may want to hop from a park that's closing early to like a Magic Kingdom. So you would hop from, say, Animal Kingdom to a Magic Kingdom to see fireworks or to experience like a, maybe it's a, well, Moonlight Magic is different, but maybe it's just a late closing, right? That they're up until 12 or 1 a.m. for some reason or another, and you want to hop over there. So what are some more pros that you think of for park hopping? Well, I do, I do like the fact that, yeah, like, so you can go on event, you can do an event. So like, let's say you're going to go, let's say you want to go to Galaxy's Edge and um, build a lightsaber or build a droid, right? And so mm-hmm. then you want to go back to your, you want to go back to your hotel, drop it off, and then go over to Magic Kingdom with your family later on. You can do that with power copying. And, and like, so that way, hey, you, you get two things done. Um, you, you have two different things that, that you can't do in the same park and you get that done. Now, my art, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to this, this, I don't want to jump to the cons yet. But as far as pros go, you can plan certain things outside of your, without re- wrecking the rest of your family's day. So if your family's all going to Magic Kingdom, but you want to go over and build a, a lightsaber or build a droid, you can go over and do that, come back, and go and meet them afterwards. Um, that kind of stuff does work with the, with the park hopping advantage. Now there's a time factor there and you have to do it at a certain time and you have to get the, you know, so you might be a little bit later in the day, but um, you can do that if you need to do that. And sometimes you do, sometimes you want to get a special souvenir. Sometimes you want to, you want to try something or you want to go to a ride that everybody else has been to and you haven't had a chance to do it yet. So you want to go do it. That works. Um, and it is a pretty cool feature to do, be able to do that. Um, but, but, you know, we can talk about that. What, what else? I mean, what's the next one that you have? So the next one I have is if you have a short trip for some reason or another, and you have a lot you want to get done. So I think of the holidays, right? Uh, maybe you are just a huge Christmas person and you want to go during December. But as we all know, December is hectic. There's not only Christmas holiday, but there's family get together. Sometimes those happen at different times of the month. There's church events, social events, you name it, a lot of stuff going on, but you have a little bit of time that you want to sneak away for two to three days, something like that, and you just are really wanting to see the Christmas decorations or you know, something along the lines of that. You have a really short trip. You can only get away for maybe a long weekend, but there's several things you want to get done. And this could be for several reasons. Maybe one, like I said, it's it's a holiday, so you want to see decorations. Maybe it's a new ride, but you know, I'm thinking of Tron, right? So maybe you want to go experience Tron, but you haven't rode Guardians yet, but you only have three days to go or two days to go or whatever. And limited time, say you're meeting up with family or friends or whatever reason it is, you can't go one park one day, one park the next day. You want to go ride Tron and you want to go ride Guardians and you want to, you know, see Happily Ever After come back, but you also want to enjoy the uh, flower and garden festival. You know, I'm just throwing stuff out there. You have a limited schedule and you want to fit multiple things in. In that case, it may justify the extra. And I I just did a quick little search Uh, as of recording. I looked at the next day after we're recording, which is May the 17th at the difference in price between a uh, park hopper and a standard ticket is $63. And actually, Brian, if you were to go tomorrow, this is interesting. Each park is priced differently. Uh, Epcot is about like $11 cheaper than Magic Kingdom and some of the others. So all the prices are different. You have to pick where you're going and how much it is for that park. And then you could add the park hopper option, which takes it up about 60 something bucks. So 
for 60 something dollars, you have to decide if it's worth it or not for you. But for that short vacationer who just has a little time to steal away, maybe it is. Maybe, you know, I'm thinking of a couple of friends I've talked to recently who they say they can't go back until I think late spring or summer of 2024. Hey, let's say they were able to sneak down there for a little while and they do want to hit some of this stuff. So maybe in that case, it's worth it for that that person or that couple, you know? I, I maybe, maybe. Um, I, so, so here's my whole thing. The argument with that is you're, you have a short trip and you have, okay, so do you want to spend your time going back and forth to the different parks, valuable time that you could actually spend? Or now, again, I understand um, it, it, it is, you know, if you want, let's say if you want to hit every roller coaster, you say, okay, I want to hit just the coasters, or I just want to hit, um, you know, like the, the main ride and the, you know, the, the e-ticket ride in every park. And that's all I want to do. Then, then maybe it's pretty cool to do, right? Maybe you can do that. And I, you know, like I say, I did the four parks in a day. I've done it a couple of times. That's what times, I was going to mention. And yeah. I did it, but you think about this, Evan. So best case scenario, going from one park to another. Okay. Let's say best case. Let's, let's say, okay. Um, Epcot to Hollywood studios. It's pretty quick, right? You could do it 20 minutes. Right, you can get you can get over there twenty minutes walking or, or a boat or something like that twenty minutes. But you have to get at, you know go at the exit, come in. Yep. Okay, so you want to go to Animal Kingdom. Okay, that's not going to be twenty minutes. That's going to be forty. Um, yep. You know, leaving and going. Okay. Then oh, I want to go to Magic Kingdom. Okay, that's going to be a little bit tougher because it's not as always easy to get over there. Um, so bus maybe, um, a cab, yep. an Uber, but Uber to the transportation and ticket center. And then you got to wait for the boat. So yep. okay, forty minutes, forty-five minutes. Um, you want to go to Epcot. Okay. You might, it might be easier. You take the monorail, but mm-hmm. it's still going to take you 25 to 30 minutes. Okay. So yep. you're talking almost four hours of your day spent in transportation. That's, that's not good. I, well, I, I like you said that, that's, that. that's best case. So worst yeah. case is, you know, we're told that buses come every 15 to 20 minutes. So, you know, you say you want to go to animal kingdom for magic, which is the, the longest distance, right? So you go out of the park, say you're at the back of the park, you're in, you know, the Tom Sawyer Island or something ridiculous and say, okay, time to go to Animal Kingdom. (laughs) You get up to the park, which takes at least 15 to 20 minutes, at least. And then say you're waiting 20 minutes for the bus to come. And then it's a 20 plus, you know, 20-ish minutes. Then you hit traffic. (laughs) Yeah. Then it becomes 30 minutes. And then, you know, to get to the turnstiles, maybe 10 minutes or something. So then you're talking about an hour to hour and a half to two hours for one of the the logistical transitions there, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's when you start adding all that up, it may not be worth it. And like I said, the only reason I think it would be is if, say, you can't come back for like yeah. a, a year or two the and you want to hit some. Yes. That's yeah. right. Or the four parks and one day challenge. You, you want to go do that or such, you know. Like you're saying, that that's a good word for it. The novelty or the the uh, spectacle or the event of doing something that you want to do may be worth it. But I'm I feel like I'm really having to stretch here for no, some stuff. So here's so here's <laughs> my no, but you're right, Evan, and and it is it's a hard it's been always been hard for me, and I always I always laugh, um, and you know I always laugh. People say, oh, I bought the hopper passes. Why? I always go, what a waste of money. Oh, I just thought you know I want to do that. And, you know, my, my travel agent told me to do it. And I'm like, okay, I don't understand why. And I don't know why a travel agent would tell you to, to do a hopper. I don't think it's the best approach. Um, is that is that the best? You know, if you have the money to blow, maybe that's a different story. And you don't care. But that's a different There's $60 a day per person is a lot of money. And it's a dinner, really, if you think about it. It's a good dinner. It's a very right. good dinner. So I, I that bothers me. It's just, okay, is that, but the novelty. Now, here's my, my thought. Evan, this is this is a cool thing about this. If let's say I buy, I usually go and buy. You know, if I'm with my family, we buy like a five day pass. Usually, we'll buy maybe maybe six, but usually it's five. So we're gonna buy five days. If I could pick one of those days to be a hopper day, but the problem is when I buy a five day ticket, I have to pay hopper every day, even though we don't want it to be hopper. That's the mm. other thing that really bothers me. So then you're talking. Three hundred dollars extra on top of that, right? For your five five day, maybe maybe less than that, but a couple hundred dollars extra just to get hoppers. We're only gonna, we're only going to hop for one day. 
then it's not worth it. It's definitely not worth it. It's just, I can't even see the value there at all. That's a good point. I'm pretty sure. See, I thought you could like go to the ticket center and say, can I upgrade just today's ticket? No, to a park cover, you but you can't. Whole, you have to buy That's the right. whole package. Now yeah. you could, you could do it maybe your last day. If you have one more day of ticket and say, Hey, can I upgrade tomorrow's ticket to a park hopper? Maybe they would let you I do that. I don't think you can. No, well, you don't. I've actually tried and it didn't work. So they say you have to do the whole, the whole thing. Now, again, that might've changed, but it, it yeah. in the past you could not, um, they, they will not, they will not let you do that. Just like the dining plan. Like if you want to add the dining plan or, or add an extra day, right. they won't right. let you do it because it's all, it's all attached. So that's right. That would see, that would be the, the cool way. If you could say, I want to pick one day to be my hop, my hop, my hopping day. Okay, fine. Then I'll do that. But if I don't, it's you're not, right, Brian. It's yeah. So you have to, this is ring. It's coming back to me. So if say someone does want to do that, I remember having to um, price out a vacation for someone who wanted to just park hop a day and they had to buy three one day tickets and one park hopper ticket, like do separate transactions like yes. that. And that works. But that's, yeah, that's, a, do that. that's a hassle though. It's a big hassle. And then it's not, yeah. especially if you have a dining plan, especially if you have other things, then, it, then right. there's always that, that problem there. So or linking it, park reservations, oh, yeah. oh, all that stuff. Such a pain. It's such a pain. So that is something. Now that would be cool if they, if Disney would allow you to do that. Say, okay, I want to buy a five day pass. You know, remember they used to have the four park pass, so you'd have to go to every park once. So yep. you do four parks and then one day of hopping. That would be yep. cool. I would then like you get that. the re- yeah, and say you want to go back to one shop and get this one thing. Or yeah, if there was a ride you couldn't Kingdom. get to, okay, yeah, hey, you, I, you to. know, I tried to go on Guardians all day and I couldn't do it. So let me try one more time. But then, even though, think of the cons of that day. Say, say you do get a, even if it's a small little laundry list of just three things or four things at the most. I want to go back here to Animal Kingdom to buy this thing because they didn't have anywhere else. I want to go ride this ride because I couldn't, and then I want to have a dinner reservation to go eat here because we couldn't get it, but it's on this last day. Okay. Say it's those three things that still is going to kill it almost a day of doing that because you're going to your reservation, you're going to your ride. You got to go to that shop at that park. And, you know, you try to say, let me go catch up on everything I didn't get to do, but there goes your whole day. Would it have been better if you just would have reflected on those four days at those four parks and then went back on the fifth day to your favorite park you've went to, or maybe the park you didn't get to experience the most at, because we've already covered this on the show. I know that every one of the four parks are full day parks. If you really truly soak it in and do what you need to do, like taking the whole experience, the shows, the rides. Yeah. If you go see the, all the experiences, they're they're always they're all especially. I, I think Epcot's a two day park, no matter what. Like, I Absolutely. Think, I don't I don't think Epcot could ever be a one day park, um, but but the other ones and Magic Kingdom is is close to a two day park. And I mean, you yeah. could you could possibly get to everything, but there's certain things you might miss. But the other ones are are full day parks, and and you could. I that's what I'm thinking. You know, I think it's an more enjoyable day to just go to one park, yep. see everything, take your time experience everything not have to hassle why hustle and bustle more you're on your vacation and again people want to do things there are reasons you know maybe if you want to go for one day then the 60 dollars is not the big deal and you want to do that i i understand the novelty part of it i understand it's 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 pretty cool to go jump around but when you go back and think about it later and you say wow you know i spent an hour on a stupid bus where i could have been on four rides Right? And, and and you just don't know what you could have done depending on how the what the crowd was like, and then or I could have had a really good lunch, but instead I'm on a boat going from Epcot to Hollywood Studios, right? Like like why I can't believe I did that. And those are the kind of things that I think about. I'm like, okay, why? Yeah. So I have done the park hopping. I've done it. I it's fun. I, I I'm not gonna tell you it's not a fun thing. It's just there's cost and time. And I'm I, again I I cannot keep saying this. My time is valuable to me. And maybe as I get older in life, I've realized that. And this is, it's something that somebody brought to my attention a long time ago. Um, you know, hey, you know, you spend a lot of time doing yard work. Why don't you hire somebody? Because, you know, your time is, your time is valuable. And if you get, you know, if you, if you value your time at $100 an hour and you can find somebody to cut your lawn for $25, you might as well have somebody cut your lawn. Yeah. And I thought about that. I'm like, you know, I was like, nah, I like cutting my lawn. Then afterwards, I was like, wait a second. 
you know what? Maybe I should do that. And that's kind of how I feel here. It's like if I value my time and I'm on a trip and I spend it in a bus, I spend it on a little boat, um, I do all the, okay, it's great if it's the first time in the morning where I'm going there or coming home at night, but in the middle of the day where I could be prime, you know, going to see something, spending the time with my family, eh, I just don't, I don't see that. I don't see the value. Now, again, there are people that probably are, are going to hear this and they're going to like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Park hopping is the best thing in the world. But I do challenge you guys to let us know what is the value? What value do you see from park hopping besides the novelty of it? You know, I'm fully convinced that those that enjoy park hopping are very consumed with the consumables. I don't know how else to say that. They are they are very much uh, going after rides, going after how quick can I do this? How like, you know, open to close. I'm going to go here and do this, this, this. Then I want to go over here and do that, 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 you know, it's, it takes away from the other side of that spectrum, which is what we love and enjoy. And why we do this podcast is the beauty of the small things in Disney, right? The sitting on the bench, soaking in main street, or maybe you're in Batu on, on a bench, right? Or you not even benches. Maybe you're going to that sit down restaurant and you're going to spend some time. You're going to go to one of the awesome lounges we've talked about on property. You know, you take some time out and maybe you do get things done a little quicker. Like you go to Hollywood studios and you're, you're seeming to wind things down. Well, you know, take the Skyliner over to like Riviera or something and go eat there, go walk around the, the grounds, go over to the boardwalk, play some, some boardwalk games, eat some pizza, eat some ice cream. You know, there's things that you can do outside of spending the extra money on park hopping that I would say arguably is just as important to your family for memories or fun than going and hopping to another park and just boom, 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 going so fast that, you just kind of your vacation becomes a little bit of a blur. You know, how many times do we really, and Brian, I will say this. I will say there's several people that listen to this podcast that have taken our advice and have changed their vacation style from going rope drop, barnstorming it all day to relaxing, taking it a little bit slower. And I have yet to hear any negative feedback on them doing that. Oh, yeah. Oh, because yeah. they're soaking it in, right? You're, and if you park hop, you feel like I have to not only get my park tickets worth, I have to get my park hopper difference in value worth. And to do that, I have to go open to close. And I, I think that's a pretty uh, believable statement. If you buy a park hopper ticket, no matter where you're going, if you're hopping to one park or four, you're going to do it open to close because you feel like you're not going to get your value if you don't do that. And I would say the person that doesn't, this maybe goes to Magic Kingdom in the morning and takes a big break in the day and goes to, you know, a park at the, the evening, I think it's a that's an expense. You know, can you do it? Sure. It's your vacation. You can do whatever you want to. But is it valuable to do it? Could you have replaced that event with something else? Instead of going, you know, you spend sixty dollars a piece you could have had a nice sit-down meal for sixty dollars a piece, uh, right? Hundred percent. You know, and here's here's another thing too. So let's let's look at this. So family, my family, family of four, we're going. Let's say we get park hop, park hoppers. So you're talking it's fifty, sixty dollars a person. So it's two hundred dollars a day. So it's so it's a thousand dollars. Okay. So just an extra thousand dollars that I have to spend just for yeah. park hoppers. I mean, that's ludicrous. Now. I could take that thousand dollars. Now, let's say I had the money, and and I said, you know what? I don't care about the thousand dollars. It's not. It's who cares, right? But yeah. so I, my challenge would be, if I took that thousand dollars and bought us all um, uh, keys to the kingdom tour, or or something else, you know, a special tour with that thousand yeah. dollars instead, would that be a better, you know, better money spent? Of course it would. There's no sure. doubt in my mind. You're not absolutely. Gonna, you're not going to. That's a tough argument to win. So to me, even if you had the money to spend, I just think you could spend it more wisely. I, I really do. And, and again, the novelty is great. If you could do it for one day, that's no problem. Who cares? Now, we're not talking about if you have an annual pass. If you have an annual pass, it's another whole story, right? 
And I think that's it. But I think we've kind of, I, I don't see a way right now for a person who is actually buying out of pocket to buy passes. Now, not annual passes, buying out of pocket. I do not see the value. And I, I, I really challenge anybody to come to me and tell me that it's a good value. And I think that for many years, and travel agent friends are going to hate me, but travel agents have been pushing the hopper. Oh, the hopper. And especially for people who don't know anything about Disney, they always say, oh, I got a hopper. You did. Why? I mean, didn't you? You should talk to me first. And I will. I've actually talked to two people, had them go back and change their tickets because they didn't mm-hmm. need the hopper. And, yep. and, and that's it's, it's they push it. Disney, I could imagine. I wonder what I'd like to know how much t- money Disney has made over the years for hopper tickets that weren't used for hopping. Yeah, excellent point. Yeah, exactly. Or because or the or somehow quantifying that value, right? For what it got out of it. Because you can't mm, that's interesting, Brian. Good point. You could really go off on a big philosophical tangent here because you then you have to ask what does it cost Disney for that person to walk through the gate? That's it. Not ride a ride, just walk through the gate. So how many people would just go in and say they go to another store. It actually helps. See, see, it actually helps Disney in a lot of ways because what what you're doing is you're you're changing crowd patterns. So like one park could be totally crowded and let's say 25% of them hop. Now they go to another park where... Maybe that was that park was fine during the day, but now, but then you're 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 lightening the crowd in that area because I don't think the crowds shift equally from park. I don't think you see 25 percent of people just shifting from park to park. There's there's people go towards one gravitate towards one or another parks, and I think a lot of people they hop to Epcot and they hop to uh, Magic Kingdom a lot. I think those are the two that you see. I see more people tend to hop to. They're not going to hop to at the end of the day to Animal Kingdom. Doubtful. Um, are they going to uh, Hollywood Studios? Will they hop maybe to uh, Fantasmic? But I don't think very often. So they're most of the hopping goes to two places, and I'm pretty sure that statistically, I think I remember seeing that in statistics somewhere. So listen, this is an interesting question. I want you to think about this and give me your answer. Uh, of course, this isn't probably either one of our answers. We may not get this right, but that calls me to think of a question: What percentage of the park hopper? additional charge is pure profit for Disney. And here's an example to think of as you're thinking of that answer. Someone walks through the Hollywood studios gate. Okay. And they go straight to, you know, the store on the right that sells pins and they go in there and they buy a pin. They check it. They check out and they immediately leave. They didn't throw a drink on the ground to cause the maintenance person to come and pick it up. They didn't punch a cast member in the face to cause Disney to have to pay for their medical bills. Right, right. They did interact with the cashier and they did interact with the, the quote unquote gate agent or the cast member at the, the turnstiles, right? So that's a minimal cost. But it's just interesting to think about because we know that a park day, there's a lot that goes involved in a park day, right? You're interacting with tons of cast members at rides, at, at restaurants, at shops. Uh, maybe you are doing a tour, which could be additional, or, or maybe you're doing like a, you know, whatever it is now. It was Phineas and Ferb's Great Adventure at Epcot. You know, you're doing stuff that is going to interact with cast members throughout the day. Maybe it's playing on the playground at Epcot, which is a quote unquote free expense, but it costs Disney to build that playground and upkeep it. So there's a lot of stuff in costs that are what we call soft costs uh, on, on my side of business that go into that park hopper entry sorry the standard ticket entry but what percentage of a park hopper is really going to cost disney a a big bunch of money you're already paying for your initial entry into a park right then you're hopping somewhere else so you're only gonna the only thing it's going to cost you is for the the time the time of the person working at the at the um at security and and the processing of of your pass through the turnstile, which you know is, is you know millipennies on the on the dollar, um, I, I don't think that it, it, yes maybe that maybe the gas and the transportation back and forth from from the part one park to another you know additional mm-hmm. transportation expenses, but no I don't see there's not a big expense so let's say of the sixty dollars let's say five 
I mean, I, I don't think I can't see how you could even justify more than that. Maybe somebody somebody knows differently that or ten percent, you know, six fifty, fifteen percent, get up to ten dollars, okay. you know, something let's like say, that. Let's you say know, the minimum ten dollars. Okay, ten dollars. Yeah, and again, right. they have to process things differently and track them differently and stuff like that. But it's not a big deal. So yeah. for ten dollars, they have to they 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 want ten dollars of the sixty, so they're making fifty bucks off of every person on the on the on a hopper. Yeah. Um. They you know are they shifting? No, see, that's another interesting thing. Are they shifting personnel based on hopping? They're not, because they're no, not, now they're not. you don't know what parks people are going to, and you know, it's it's they actually probably could guess a lot of a lot of times prior from the statistics that they had, but I don't think anymore you can do that because now they're not gonna they're not you're not gonna pick a park. And another layer on that thought is the cast member does not know if that approaching guest is a hopper or a regular standard park attender. No, they don't. Know. So there's no differentiation between the interaction. Not like they're getting treated differently. That's not what I mean. I mean, like as far as a, a, a <laughs> Oh, profit, you, you're back again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, forget you, man. Yeah. The back of the line. You've already had an icy. Uh, yeah. Brian, you've already bought enough snacks to eat the bed at night. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, uh, there's, you know, there's no, not like a, a, a P and L difference between walking up or interacting or the hopper versus the standard person doing anything in the parks that's different outside of arriving in a, a park two times uh, at a different location, maybe using the fuel outside of like that person going and buying an ice cream. There's no difference in that person versus a standard park day person is what I'm saying. So it's a good portion of the hopper ticket that's profit. So, I, I mean, it's a, it's a money maker for Disney and then you have to somehow place a value on that ticket and do the hoppers that the people that purchase hopper, do they get that full value? Whatever that value would be. I don't know what that and is. most I likely mean, it's I not. I don't even know what the value is. Like, like I, again, that's what I'm saying. We can't put a value on it. A larger variety of rides, but there's so many rides in each park right now and attractions in each park that you really don't need to. I could say if there weren't enough, you know, if like you, if there's only five attractions in a park, you're like, yeah, okay, I'm bored now. I want to go to someplace else. Then you could do that. But I, I challenge you to get bored in any of these parks nowadays. I'm sorry if you if you actually look at the full experience. Yeah. You're, first of all, you're gonna get tired, and that's another whole thing too. We didn't even talk about that. There's a lot of extra walking. Now, again, if you're in good shape yeah. and you don't care, there's a lot of extra work walking and park hopping. I don't care how what type of transportation you're going to. You there's a lot of extra walking. So if you're not up to the walk, um, you know, and you, and you have to, and actually you kind of have to walk at a decent pace because if you're slow, then you're taken away from your experience time. So that's another whole thing. I, I I'm we're actually adding like the con section of this is way overweighing the pros, and I even the pros are the pros are really shit. They're not even good pros. <laughs> I know, and you could add another layer and say, okay, well that person. Is going to, say they argue with you about the uh, the walking, right? Say they say, oh, well, whether I hop to a park or I stay in my park from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m., I'm going to be walking anyways. Well, no, I don't think so because I think if you're spending the whole day at your park, you're not going to walk as much because you're going to have time to rest, time to eat slower, time to do other things outside of just barnstorming, running the whole time. And secondly, you can't forget that different parks have different layouts and are at different inclines. You know, when you're walking up Main Street, you're kind of walking up. You're going up a hill, right? Because of the utilidors. Yeah, and then yeah, when you yeah. leave, you go down a hill. And Disney's did that. We need to talk about this one day, but Disney did that purposefully. So when you're leaving, people actually move quicker because it's at a slight uh, decline. So it gets people out of the parks quicker, right? When you're coming in, it's more of an approach. It's a little bit uphill. People don't really realize it, but you're going slower because you're soaking it all in. You're building up your day. It's a it's a whole psychological thing. But different parks are different as far as the layout. There's a lot of walking in all parks, but some of them have more hills than others. All that kind of stuff taken into account. So you can't say that you would do the same amount of walking. I'm on the same page as you. You are going to do more walking when you do park hopping. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I think we've already been proven. I mean, I, you, we don't even need anybody to come and validate it for us. I think, yeah, we were going, we could have gotten a statistical expert from uh, from Harvard to come join our podcast today <laughs> to talk about this. But we've already, we've already proven that. We don't even have to debate it because it, it's a, it's a tough debate to win. I mean, I, I don't see, there's no value. I, I mean, I don't see any value for a park hopping besides the novelty. And, now I will say but, for a, 
an annual pass holder, totally different story. No, different you know, story. You're, no. Totally different. It's included, right? So it, it if it's included, then do it. Now, yeah. I know now you can only do it after 2 p.m., so that's a whole other conversation there. But does it really impact your day that much? And then secondly, you know, say for us, right, we go to a park in the morning, go back, get Ezra a nap, or we all just go, maybe we go to the pool for a while. We don't have to go back to that same park if we don't want to. We could go to a different park. And it's included in our – we're not weighing the cost of having to do that anymore. It's included in our past. So as long as – You can deal with it. You can deal with the time of your vacation if you're not paying any extra. Right? See, so the thing is with the with the – with the regular passes, not annual passes, it's a it's a double shot of your personal time and yep. and the extra cost. So you're you're taking one factor out of that, so it's only your personal time. So then it does it's not as bad. You could deal with that, right? And and it's 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 not again. Is it is it the most? Is it this? Is it always the smartest, most efficient way to do it? No, but it's it's a lot easier. Because you have that big cost, not not there. Because you have to justify costs sometimes. I always find myself trying to justify costs, and to justify sixty dollars extra on a day to sit in a, in a on a on a van or a bus going to another park and then standing in line again after I stood in line once, I don't know about that. This is an interesting, you know, question from my field of work and analytics. You know, this is a loaded question. How do you do an analysis on something you have zero data for? And the answer is you, you don't. You have to shoot from the hip. You have to make a best guess, and then you have to be in that for a while. And it associates data or a value to that experiment. And then you can go back and make an analysis after you've already done it going forward to see if it was worth it or not. Does that make sense? Oh, no, so I know. So same with, same with Disney, right? So how do they – when they came up with park hopping, how did they say – how did they truly take into account with that extra $65? I mean, really down to the T they had to in some way shoot from the hip and then they're coming back and saying, wow, this is profitable for us. They, they, it's gotta be profitable. Oh, it's big time profitable for them. Big time. It's, it's, it's a biggest foul. It's one of the biggest fallacies at Disney is, is that park hopping is a fun thing. I mean, it, I mean, you know, it's fun. I'm not gonna tell you it's not fun, but it, it's, it's a valuable or efficient thing. It's not, it's not. There's yeah. no one like again, we're, guys. We're challenging you. If you want, we'll have a special episode. You can debate us. Um, you know, we've had people come on and debate us about our our decisions and our discussions before. We could certainly do that. If you want to come on here and debate us on this, we'll 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 we'll, we'll love it. You know, we, we you know both Evan and I love to do that kind of stuff. So if you want to come on, please do it because I do not find any value in park copying if you're not a annual pass holder. I really don't. Yeah, that's a, it's a good one. You know, the only, you know, they have, uh, there's logical fallacies. You know, it's a, it's a thing, right? So there's logical fallacy that argues to the appeal to emotion, right? So the only thing that somebody would come do a fallacy of appeal to emotion would be, well, one time, you know, I got park hopping and it was with my family and we were at Animal Kingdom and we just had energy left at the end of the day and we had a park hopper. So we parked, hopped over to, Magic Kingdom, and we saw the fireworks, and that was the best memory we've ever had on a Disney vacation. Well, that's fantastic, and I would never in a million years want to take that memory away from you. But you have to step back and say, okay, was that an argument from the appeal to emotion, or was it truly a value for us and a family? Because, like you said, family of four, boom, you're at 240 bucks. What could you have done? For 240 bucks oh, yeah. oh, outside yeah. of watching the fireworks at Magic Kingdom. So it just it's an interesting thing to think about. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to take away anybody's memories. And especially if people do it and they've had an excellent time doing it, I understand. And sometimes, as we've talked about with the dining plan, right? We just got through talking about the dining plan. Sometimes we do, do stuff for that quote unquote convenience fee. And maybe that's something for you. Maybe that is what you like. And if so, hey, we've talked about this before. Do vacations how you want to do it. All we're asking is that you just think about it. You know, can the money you spend on park hopping be used somewhere else to get that much of a valuable memory or greater by doing something a little bit differently and using that money elsewhere? That's the question on the table. Yeah, and if you can't figure this out, let us do it for you because we'll help you. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a good stuff to talk about. It's no, interesting. I, I you, know? To, you know what's funny is I I um 
you know, I've done four parks in a day, two times. One time I did it recently with, with the VIP, with the thing, and that was cool. But I also did it with my brother-in-law, brother-in-law Kenny, many years ago. And we had a great time. But I, I'll tell you, once you know, at the end of the day, we were exhausted. And then we realized, like, there was a lot of things we didn't get to do because we were running back and forth. Right. Each, and I'll never forget, coming back, we were going from, might have been Epcot to, yeah, we we're taking the monorail from Epcot to Magic Kingdom. Like, that was the last stretch. The last, we were hitting yeah. Magic, Magic Kingdom last. And there was a big problem. There was a big delay. And it, there was, it was, I mean, it might have taken us an hour and a half to get over there. Oh, and gosh. at that point, we're dead tired. It's the end of the day. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah. I don't even care at this point. Yeah. Forget and, the four-part challenge. Like, I'm going and then to we bed. Ended up, and it, was, <laughs> it was late. It was late hours that night, too, because we ended up staying, because the park was open to like 2 or two o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning that time. Jeez, and we yeah. stayed till the end. We stayed to the very end. And wow. we were exhausted the next day. And then we're like, oh, yeah. know, why? I can't believe we just did that. But That's we did right. it. It's something to talk about years later. But here's the question. I have never done it again. And I don't think yeah. he has either. And I think we 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 said, you know what? We did it. And we could say we did it. That's it. You know, um, That's where live and learn comes into no, play. No, it's live and learn. And you don't, you don't <laughs> do it. So I don't, you know, again, let's, I, I, I want to hear. This is so funny because I love to be able to hear this and um, yeah. talk about it. But absolutely, I have another Closing question. Thoughts, Brian? I have yeah, something else. There's nothing to do with park hopping, but it's something I thought about today, and I wanna, I wanna run this by you just to, to, and it's something that I didn't, we didn't even get to, to plan to talk about this, but I, 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 I'd wanted to talk to you. Okay, so here's the thing, there, I've, I've, some people I know were arguing today about, hey, you know, why don't we bring, Cars Land over to Magic King, out of Walt Disney World? Why don't we bring it over from? There? And I, my whole thing is, you know what? It, it fits perfectly there. It's probably one of the best theme things in all of of California Adventure by far. I think it is, and it it, it just fits there, and it also kind of gives you a reason to go there, right? Because you want to see that, and, and like Avengers Campus is over there, and and so I like having I like having ex- some experiences different in each park. I do. I I think that's really cool. But here I'm thinking about something, and then the argument somebody told me was that, hey, they have Galaxy's Edge in both parks. And I, you know, and I, again, the only difference between the two of them is like they use a different color because of the sun, right? That's pretty much just yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So I was thinking about this, Evan, and, and this is something maybe one of our guests, Derek Frank, would be a good one to, to talk about this. But let, what, and, and I, Spoonies, I want you to think about this. What if Disney made it, the Anaheim version a different planet? So, like, Batu is in Walt Disney World. And let's say they went in Disneyland, they made you know, Endor or or one of these other planets that are in the Star Wars universe, so they could actually make it different. So basically, it would be two different Star Wars sections, but they are made up differently because they're different planets. Would that be more appealing to everybody? And would that be a cooler concept? Because Really and truly, if you go to Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland, it's like the same thing. So, do you really is it? Are you really getting jazzed up to go there to see the same thing with just a little different color scheme? But if they, it was a different planet, think of all the different things they could do, and and to think it would actually give you another reason to go out there. But that's just my thought. I, I like it, and I think this is the same argument for anything else besides just Batu as well. If you, I I don't like the fact that a lot of aspects of Magic Kingdom and Disneyland are the same. Now, there's some rides that we know, like Haunted Mansion, it's different. Pirates of the Caribbean, it's different. Same ride, just different. And that's that's okay to an extent. Small World, different. One's a lot better than the other. Space Mountain, different. I could keep going, right? But there's things like Indiana Jones. There's um, you know, the a ship, lot of... The Columbia Yeah, a lot of stuff that's, that's just... new ride. <laughs> it's yeah, a, it's a totally... That's totally different. And I think we need more of that. So, yes, I'm all for making things different. I would never bring Radiator Springs to Walt Disney World. I don't think it fits. Like you're saying, This Florida's not the, the, the Red Rocks like out west and stuff like that. It just it wouldn't fit to me in Florida. I don't think that you need a mirror of everything that world has that land has or land has that world has. I think you should make it different. And I think that would be great if you had Batu and Disney World or land, whichever one you kept it in and did a whole new area uh maybe you did Coruscant or yeah, Tatooine yeah. or something just something weird you Anything know just like that would be cool, most nicely like so yeah I something I think you know you know what's cool about it is well and again here so my question to you is do you think that the Imagineers missed an opportunity by not doing that 
I mean, I, yeah, I think so because you know if things are if things were the same, Brian, I would have no interest to fly out to Disneyland. Now, I want to be there because it was you know it's original, right? It's Walt's Walt's Park. But if everything was the same, if they kept making things the same, I would have to weigh the pluses and minuses of doing that, right? So, you know, I could, if you're out at land, you know, coming to Walt Disney World's way different, right? You have Hollywood Studios, which can be somewhat like California Adventure, but then you have Epcot, Animal Kingdom, two way totally different parks than what Disneyland can offer you. So, yeah, there's definitely pluses of flying down to Florida. But if they keep building things that are the same as what we have in Walt Disney World, you know, that's, that's not making me run faster to buy a plane ticket to get out there it's slowing me down so i think it is a missed opportunity brian that the imagineers could have done things differently i don't think it's a problem to do things differently like that no, it gives guest choices either do i and i just think there's a lot of people that think very differently than we do here but um again that's why i didn't even I, this just came to me today and i thought about it and i it, it, i forgot to even bring it up to you before we were we were planning that planning today's um episode but then I said, you know, as we were going through today, it, it was more apropos. And I said, you know what? I'm going to bring it up at the end because it's something to think about. And uh, Spoonies, Good stuff. Spoonies yeah, like let's, let's talk. You know, th- this might be something. Oh, I definitely we have some, we have a, a couple good episodes coming up. And I and, um, and well, you know, I think you, you even hinted at one today. But maybe maybe we'll, we'll talk about it later. But I think uh, we have a lot of fun things coming, guys. This is so we're exit. We're at episode 139. Nine. And yep. we, we have a lot of fun things coming. So I, I'm looking forward to some of the stuff coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great way to close it, Brian. So any, any last last things? No, no, just uh guys, park hopping. Not worth it. Not worth yeah. it. I think we're doing that. We'll get some folks on soon and we'll oh, we'll yeah. talk about some of the several topics we've you know, we need to cover our our the Disney announcements, park hopping, a lot of stuff to cover. So just like Brian said, stay tuned. It's coming. But for today, we thank you, as always, for listening with us, for this community that we have. We know we're not thousands upon thousands, but I would rather have it this way. As we, Brian and I talk about this a lot, we have several, you know, not by several, we have three. Hopefully we have more than three. We have a, a decent sized group of people who really enjoy our show, and we love interacting with them. And the best way to interact with them, which them is you, is going to be in our Facebook group. So a spoonful of podcasts, Spoonie Nation. Um, we are so appreciative of y'all. I don't say this enough. I say it when I, I can, and I need to say it every week. We just thank y'all so much for listening. Brian and I, we don't do this uh, for any other reason outside of it's a hobby that we thoroughly enjoy talking to each other, talking to y'all, interacting with y'all, and we do so in the Facebook group. That's the best way to do it. We're also on Instagram and Twitter as well. You can email us info at a spoonful of podcast.com. Please don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, you name it, Podbean, we're there. And last but not least, broadcasting from the backside of not this time Park Copper Waters. Until next time, we'll see you then. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a aspoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, the return to civilization.